Hey y'all, welcome back to the Homesteads and Homeschools podcast. Today is episode number 57, which means, of course, you can find all of today's show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 057. I am your host, the Liberty Hippie, here with you today on this fine, fine Tuesday, delivering this wonderful message, this wonderful experience to you. Anyway, I want to say thank you to those of you who have left reviews. Thank you to those of you who have used the Amazon link, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon. And uh, to my my Patreon supporters out there, I, I appreciate that as well. All of that helps keep this little show up and running, and it is much appreciated. So on with the show, shall we? Uh, my guests today are Mr. Jeremy and Danielle Rhymes. They are the co-hosts of a fancy new little podcast out there, started back in January, called Raising Liberty. And I will let them tell you all about their podcast and all about their their adventures and their experiences and uh, let you guys figure it out. But I will let them tell you all about their experiences and their podcast and uh, anything else that uh, that may come up. So let's go. Let's go plant those liberty seeds with my guests, the rhymes. My guest today, uh, I have two guests again. This is uh, the second time that it has happened this way. Uh, it's a husband and wife, Jeremy and Danielle Rhymes. They are. Uh, they just started a, a podcast over there called Raising Liberty. Um, there's a, a few episodes out now, and by the time this thing rolls out to you all, there will be a few more. So uh, go check them out. And uh, Jeremy, Danielle, thank you for, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Not a problem. Um, yeah, so you guys, uh, I know you guys homeschool a bit, a bit there, and uh, usually I try to figure out why, how that happened. Um, did you guys both go to public school? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, and, and what were your thoughts at the time? I mean, was it anything you guys were like railing against, or was it just kind of go with the flow and you know take it as it comes, or? Well, we had two different experiences. Mine, I was more of a, I, I never, uh, never ended up really engaging. It was like maybe twice in 13 years where I had a teacher who really captivated my imagination. Um, and uh, so outside of that, it was just um, a collection of mediocre to poor experiences, which has been, you know, the experience of a lot of people, right? We all have our reasons for looking back and saying, man, I wish I would have done something different besides do what my parents told me to do at five and go to school. Uh, five-year-olds don't really have much of a choice i guess but uh uh but danielle had a different different... yeah i went to a smaller school and so we had a lot of very good teachers and um they were watching out for us even outside Mm -hmm. of school very connected and um but it was smaller so the opportunities were lacking you know Uh, and yeah i just wanted to offer the kids more than that I I I grew up. It wasn't a it wasn't a small school, but I was 
out there and there was a lot of smaller schools around me. There's a lot of bigger schools around me, but um, yeah, that was, that was one of the things, right? The, the opportunities that are lacking um, when you kind of get out there. Um, I'm curious, do you, do you think that it was, was it that there were better teachers or that they're just the, was the, the teacher to student ratio small enough that they, that the teachers had more buy-in with the students or do you, any, any inkling into that? Yeah, the student to teacher ratio definitely helped, but also just because we were in such a small town, everyone went to the same church. Okay. You know, just geographically very tight as mm-hmm. well. Okay. Good deal. Very kind of everybody knows each other. How 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 big was your uh, graduating class if I can ask? Oh, wow. Um I I think we had about 100 people. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I went with, I think it was like 250 I graduated with, but I know like mm-hmm. when you get further, like upstate New York, there'd be like classes of 25 and 50 and, you know, it's just ridiculous, right. but all right. So you guys go on to, to college and stuff or, uh, um, well, <laughs> both of us did. Yeah. Uh, I went to community college, uh, right after, high school for a couple of years, goofed around for a little bit and lost my financial aid, had to earn it back and eventually ended up finishing college out uh, on a, with an online program from a physical university up in Oregon. Oh, cool. And then, oh, yeah. And um, well, we got married when I was 18. So I was just going into uh, just going into college and I finished mine out online as well um, with Western Governors. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. How did you how do you guys like that um online experience? That's better. Any anything that adds flexibility mm-hmm. to a a more standard school curriculum is going to be adding value at the same time. Oh yeah. So online is definitely way better. I mean, there's a few things you miss. Uh but it's not like you were going to be able to sit down with your professor and pick their brain anyway, unless you really went out of your way. So the things you miss are small and things you gain are large. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, and I imagine, um, between then and, and now online schooling has been much improved. Yeah. yeah. Just grown. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I remember some That's, of the, yeah, uh, pretty new back then. Yeah. All the, the message board kind of, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> classes and you had to, you know, five posts for, for a class, you know, it was anyway. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can I can't even imagine like trying to do that now. Kids be like, "What?" But um, all right. So you guys, uh, you have some kids there. Yes, I, I know. That's yeah. true. <laughs> we had to actually we ha- we're, we're recording this in the truck because <laughs> we couldn't get our three year old to uh, concede to being in some other room. Uh, she also wants to watch her pencil mate on the phone, and uh, so we had to. Come up with a compromise. We had to escape. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, all right. I, I know how that goes. I know how that goes. I have one that uh, is, is sleeping right now. Actually, thank God, because he nice. he was up very late last night and took a nap. So yeah, um, yeah our kids do, uh, we're trying to fix that right now. Uh, the schedule sometimes goes sideways. So yeah, it's uh, one of those moments. I have. So what's your what's your age range there that you're working with? The oldest um, is about to be fifteen, and uh, the youngest is about to be four. Okay. All right. Now, was that nine and all? And we just got it all out of the way early, <laughs> as quick as we could. Yeah. It, there, there's there's something to be said for that. Um, you have them younger and you're retired and 
you can still kind of play with grandkids or you wait a little bit longer. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that I'd want to make that uh, cultural shift as like a, a 35 year old. And I get used to like just focusing on like me and then having to, to focus on this little child that needs every attention. I think it'd be tough, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, if you think yeah. about when humans go into puberty, uh, I don't think we're meant to wait until we're 35. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's just as an observation. I, I, not trying to point to any greater truth. It's just as animals, we were designed to, to have kids pretty early. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. Um, so when you guys started having kids, then was the plan to keep them home and, and do the, the homeschool route or were you? Yeah. Ever since we, it came up and we started talking about it, we were decided on homeschooling. Yeah. She was pregnant with Abigail. We actually ran through this story because we knew it would come up <laughs> and we wanted to get our facts straight. Uh, cause it was a long time ago, yeah. but, um, but yeah, she, she's got a clear, uh, a better memory than I do, but we, we landed on, uh, she was pregnant with our first child, Abigail. And, uh, we just, we already, like I, we'd already decided it didn't take much conversation. It wasn't a long conversation. We just, yeah. we we're just, uh, yeah, I don't want to put them through that. <laughs> cause I mean, in Oklahoma, uh, our schools are 48th in the nation yeah. on most standards. so. Uh, and especially I, here in Lawton, the the classes are just overwhelmed. They're way too big. Just it's a poor culture, you know. The teachers are always asking for more money and complaining about what they've got, and the students are as disinterested as you would expect in a public school setting. And it's just you know everybody learns um, about you know five awkward sexual things in second grade <laughs> that they shouldn't know about, and you know just it's. We just didn't need any of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. We, uh, we went through kindergarten, but uh, right. yeah. pull, pulled them yeah. after that. Um, I guess that was the plan from the beginning. What, what was it that kind of drove you to that? Was it just the school district? Were there other, other sort of factors involved? Was it like a, a religious decision? Was it, uh, I don't know, other, yeah. other factors went into play there? It was primarily the just wanting to stay out of the public schools, but also um, wanting to give them more opportunities and flexibility. Yeah. Um, certainly. I mean, if you look back on the years you spent in public schools, some people have better experiences than others, but, um, I mean, and, and not all of us wake up to the opportunities we missed by sitting down eight hours a day and listening to someone lecture to us. Uh, and you, you, we actually learn as, as human beings, we learn so much faster than that when we're enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. when we're interested and yeah so yeah, it was all those kinds of things um facts like that uh just it was just no contest like uh we could make our kids do all of that stuff and jump through all the hoops and meet teachers that don't you know aren't interested in them and meet friends that aren't good for them and granted friends making friends that's that's a thing for homeschoolers you got to go out of your way and uh, yeah. our kids could use more friends but i feel like <laughs> in the net They've gained a lot yeah. more than they've lost and they'll be able to make friends when they're, um, they'll make more out. friends. Yeah. yeah. When they're, when they, yeah. When they get out in the world, when their marketable skills, take him, take them out into the marketplace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is something, I don't know. I like, um, we, we have a little co-op there's, you know, kids that they, they see at church and there's, I mean, I, I didn't have a whole lot of friends going, going through public school. You know, I had a few here and there, like close friends or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's the opportunities are there. Um, I know talking to people that, uh, 
are thinking about it. That's always their their big concern, right? How will they how will they make friends? How will they socialize? And you know, there's so many so many opportunities out there. Um, even if it's just just kids you kind of meet online and and end up hanging out with their parents that uh that that homeschool community just keeps keeps growing yeah Yeah. you know we did we tried a co-op for a little while and it was Mm -hmm. fun i taught a class like most of the parents were teaching classes so i volunteered and it was we had a good time um had to find out the hard way that uh when the kids pee in their bed that smell doesn't go away (laughs) they have to they have to then take a shower it's like ridiculous the things that you don't learn or are not aware of because you're in your own environment more than you're in any other environment. Uh, you just kind of, you're blind to. So they had to tell us that, and that was embarrassing. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, then their schedules got caught up. And after that embarrassment, we were, uh, we were a little bit more willing to be like, okay, I guess we don't have time for it this week, you know? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now the kids started taking baths right. in the morning and, and we started okay, to be clear. They were taking baths. Yeah. Not in the in morning. The morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just in the house, you, you just, uh, and this is probably makes us look bad, but um, you just, the things that you're used to uh, environmentally, including smells, you yeah. just, you don't, you yeah. don't sense. Even if, when I go out to work and I come home, I, it home smells like home for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's very true. It's, you know, you, you do kind of, I'll notice that we, we have to go take the, our littlest one is in, um, like a, a preschool two days a week and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get out the door and it's like, oh man, we got to brush all this hair today. Like you, right. you got to actually put yeah. on clothes that like <laughs> match and like don't have holes in the knees. Like, oh, right. come on take like so much these, yeah it's such a hassle dealing with other people uh and you know at the same time uh people are what add value to our our lives yeah. i mean almost everything that we can do to add value to our own lives involves accomplishing something that can then be recognized by other people so certainly we're not isolationists in theory but in practice yeah we're kind we're of isolationists yeah, yeah like yeah. we've never trusted anybody else to babysit my my mom has done it a few times uh, when we needed to, um, but like you know, we didn't even let my brother do it, but like more than once. Uh, <laughs> how so. how has that gone for you? Because that that's the way we were um, for a long time. Well, not I mean not as long as you guys, I guess, but uh, first probably the five or, first five or six years, it was like you know, no well, you babysitters, know and you it impacts the way you live. Like we, Danielle has to stay home. Right. because we aren't going to trust anybody else and you know and it, it's probably like the horror stories you know and i know that those are one-offs in some cases and in some cases they're more prevalent than you think mm-hmm. but it, it, maybe we shouldn't be motivated by fear um but i my family's gone through a fair amount of of uh oh experiences my like my mm-hmm. aunts and um and I just, I was determined. I grew up with those stories and I was determined to not, like none of my kids were going to come even close to, to that, to, to having, to have, to live with those kinds of experiences. So we just we buckled down and yes, it definitely impacted uh, a lot of our, like being a single income household meant living poorer um, and having dependencies we didn't, weren't comfortable with, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny though, you know, that, that is a big 
a big hit kind of in this um in the world we're we're in today this this single income thing right um but it's it's doable it's manageable and like you have to make some of those sacrifices and i don't know just i feel like people we're not aware that uh you can make those sacrifices that it's right. it's yeah. okay to drive you know something that's uh you know not 30 years old. um yeah, yeah. Right? like um, yeah like, that's it's all right oh man i have never i bought a car off a lot one time it was also used and that was a mistake because the guy swindled us but uh, <laughs> uh but i learned i learned to buy from individuals a long time ago and that also ended up meaning uh older cars and usually a lot i mean always a lot less expensive you don't have 1500 or whatever tax time comes and you need a new car you can do that or tax time comes and you have to fix that jalopy you bought last year do that (laughs) it's sad and it's not it wasn't our goal to live in poverty but we also didn't have clear goals on how we were going to climb out so um so that's something that we've been looking at over the past probably five years being more intentional and uh, i can't say we've gained a lot of ground uh but but, we're going in the right direction yeah, yeah yeah That's good. That's good. And it's something too that, um, you know, even it's generational, right? Even if, if like I can't do it myself, I can model the, the right behavior or the, the appropriate, uh, behavior that gets the outcome. And, and my kids see that and they pick up on that and they learn and they take those things on to their adult life and they have these ideas and concepts and, and they can grow from that, you know? Um, but uh, all right, so you guys, you did some. What do you use a curriculum? Are you kind of? Um, we've gone through a few. We've tried out a few, and um, my favorite resource uh, so far is the Well Trained Mind. Okay. Um, and we, I still reference that, but we're we're pretty loose now. We're trying to get into a different uh, mode. Yeah, just you know how uh, when they're interested in something, that's when you jump on board mm-hmm. and until they're interested in something you're trying to expose them to different things just general knowledge see what see what they bite on um yeah yeah because yeah, i was curious the, the other day you were um talking a little bit about uh how you kind of work with abigail kind of things you implement it was just it was interesting because it, it almost sounded like a sort of a hybrid a little bit of of unschooling but at the same time there is that that structure there where it's not completely i don't know just uh let loose and and go um so, right. so I, I was kind of curious if that was how you guys juggled that how you you did that but where, so where where did you get like those you know that that sort of technique or those ideas or so lots of different sources some of them are hers and some of them both of us we're exposed to so you've heard, have you heard of praxis discover praxis yes okay that concept i mean that's a cool cool um we're pro- you know we're going that's going to be one of our children's options as they get to that age um but um that concept uh probably influenced what we did for abigail a little bit because the whole the whole idea is to skip all the stuff you never needed to learn in the first place or didn't need to learn by itself like english yeah and uh and just funnel it all into uh, a life skill, something you're going to use, a marketable skill or an interest, uh, ideally always an interest, but um, at minimum, she, like our kids, we want our kids to be able to uh, make their living doing something they don't hate. And then they have time to figure it out. If, if we didn't get it right, if like they didn't jump on something that they loved and we didn't, you know, 
double down on something that they loved, uh, at least something that um, makes them more than comfortable, uh, something that they, they're well prepared for, that they're good at. And, and then, they, you know, if they want to switch it up, they can later on. But yeah, the, uh, like the idea of practice, you know, going in and, and uh, building up to something early. Portfolio. Portfolio. Yeah. Uh, it's a, just with art, it's a little, it's pretty clear. And I think it'd be pretty clear no matter what the field you, what you want is um, a portfolio and ideally a community full of contacts and resources. Uh, and so we looked at other artists who were successful and some of them were successful because of what they offered to other people in terms of instruction. Some of them were um, more, almost more business to business. They created art um, and um, specific demographics, you know, okay. bought that art. Uh, but with her, it's, uh, she'll, she'll have that portfolio. Um, it'll be on Instagram, but we'll probably also have another digital format. Um, and, uh, and that'll be good for getting a job if she wants to work for somebody else, but she's also got an Instagram account and she's pushing towards <laughs> the, like, I should have friends by now kind of content. Uh, and we're uh, pushing the other way. Like, Hey, Hey, you're going to read an article today about how to, uh, how to use Instagram to, uh, to, to market, you know, your, your where, or, you know, Instagram marketing, you know, you're going to uh, read an article about Instagram marketing today and just trying to give her the knowledge um, that, so that it's there because knowledge yeah. just has to be seeded. And if they're interested or if they're already doing, you know, using some part of it, then it'll grow. Uh, so we're exposing her to this stuff um, that hopefully, uh, well, it's, it's exposure. It's also accountability is important. Yeah. Uh, I know that there are arguments for like, if they're interested, you don't have to make them do it. Uh, but yeah. when, they, they need to know you're watching, you're paying attention. Yeah. If, if you, well, yeah, to us, I guess. And we're probably still a little bit mired in the, um, the more traditional familial, you know, mindset where kids don't always know what, what, what they want or, don't always know what's best. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how far in, towards that end of the spectrum. We definitely are. The ideal is that peaceful parenting. I, I saw I listened to that episode of yours as well. Um, and that's, that's great stuff. And we love that. Um, it's something that's definitely influenced our direction as parents. But anyway, we're still working on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, her, her stuff is really we just bare, brought it down to bare bones. What's going to get her what she needs. And we didn't, it's not a heavy curriculum. It's just what will get her uh, into a position when she's 16, when she's 18, for sure, to either go work for anybody because her portfolio is so impressive and so thick and, and diverse uh, or work for herself because she's built up a following and she has, she should be able to monetize that like some other people have done. Right. You know, so it just gives her a few, uh, like at least those two unique paths uh, to choose from, and then she can go. Yeah, I, I, I like that. It's, it's uh, and that's too like learning to market something. It's even if she, you know, jumps ship on art, and uh, you know, who knows what. Um, that you ha you still have those skills, and those are things that, you know, trying to market a podcast like those are things that I had to kind of try to figure out and, um, figured them out poorly at best. And, you know, if I 
had a better grasp of those, those things. Um, who knows, you know? Um, but, uh, I'm kind of curious how, so you guys have nine, the youngest is going to be four. Um, how does that work in terms of schooling? Um, I have, you know, three and a half ones here, you know, three days a, a school week as opposed to, to five. Um, okay. Well, right. It's definitely different than traditional schools, yeah, right? Because it's, it's the chaotic. age segregate in public schools. And I mean, everybody just feels like that's the norm by now. Uh, Danielle introduced me to a book. I didn't, I don't think I finished reading it, but it was about uh, how, when that came about and how it's not actually traditional schooling. It's, it's a fairly new concept. In, that in was scope you. Gym. You found that book. Oh, okay. By, um, I think you should probably know this guy. Uh, Connor Boyack, wasn't it? That yeah. one? That oh. talked about the passion the driven. and, oh, passion driven education. Yeah, right. Yeah. That one. So that was, yeah, that had some really cool information in it about the history of, of education. Um, so when you stop looking at age segregation as an asset, then uh, you start your mind starts providing you with um, ideas on how to make the lack thereof uh, work in your favor, and that's that, you know that's kind of like that's life that's with everything your mindset determines your potential in a lot of ways. Um, so, it, but it, she's it, the one that actually has yeah, to deal with the I kids mean, on. <laughs> um, the day to day, you know, it's pretty chaotic. Um, there aren't a lot of families that have nine kids, so we kind of have figure it out as we go is, is how we've been doing it. But um, Abigail has her path and she's been pretty um, self-driven and doing that herself. We don't have to push her, you know, too much. And I just try to, I'm trying to get the younger ones reading and the boys honestly um, get really distracted with video games, but we're, we're trying to get them on the same path as, as Abigail. But so that's where we're at right now. I've, I've had, I've struggled with not overcomplicating it. You know, I was, uh, I was the good student. And so, uh, coming away from, you know, trying to recreate school at home, uh, that's been a struggle. Yeah. That's a huge, huge thing to do. Um, to not just, not just turn it into school at home. Um, and that's tougher than you would think, uh, for most, most folks, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I can appreciate what you're doing. I think it's, uh, very, very impressive because I know like just with our, you know, three, it can be, it can be chaos. It can be crazy. Um, and, and I haven't, three, they outnumber you, so. yeah, <laughs> that's a threshold. when there's more of them than you, that's a threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to figure out how to, uh, to make them kind of intermesh a little bit more, um, you know, interweave their, their education, more the sort of classical way. Um, but, uh, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I've never spoken to a parent who had mastered it by the time their kid was done. (laughs) Our kids have to learn while we learn. And that's just it. I mean, there's no other, there's no other option, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Your grandparents, I guess. And, (laughs) <laughs> and let them give it another go, but that would be very satisfying. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So, um, I know what's, what's been your biggest, like, uh, hang up with, with all the, the homeschooling and everything. I don't know the, the trickiest thing, the, I don't know, least fulfilling thing, something. Um, 
I think it's definitely um, just what I just talked about, you know, trying to get away from that traditional schooling mindset. Mm-hmm. That's been the hardest. I mean, it's been the hardest thing. And um, right before we reworked Abigail's curriculum, I had buckled down um, actually and <laughs> gone more strict by the well-trained mind in I don't know if you've ever read that or your wife, but it's very age specific. Like each grade has specific materials they're supposed to go through and all of that. And I was trying to do that with all nine of the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just not good for anyone. You have to go with your gut sometimes and, and do what works instead of trying to force things. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough tough to do <laughs> we I, there's so many times when it's like i know i know i need to like dial back i know i need to just not yeah. do this because it's not going to help anybody right now and i do it anyway do it anyway and it ends up in competing voices just yeah, yeah. In your head. yep but uh all right so you guys uh have a, a podcast that you started at the beginning of the year uh, it's mm-hmm. called called raising liberty um so what's what's that all about well, <laughs> it we that was one problem we had when uh, our face when we made the website is like figuring out what is this actually about because there's so much so much yeah. you can talk about when it comes to the, the scope of liberty. Uh, it's almost as large as the scope of human action. It's, it's there's a lot of parallel, and uh, so we we boiled the website initially down to was it health. Well, no, we. it was about when we made Three the things. turning point from like minarchist, you know, ideology more to volunteerism. And so yeah. we were focusing on instead of spreading like political, like trying to work in the political realm, trying to encourage people to start with themselves right. and then move outwards from there. Self-direction, self-education, yeah. self-actualization, all that stuff. Uh yeah, so that so that was what the website was. The podcast is just an extension of that idea. Yeah. Uh, we realized that finding a niche can be necessary, uh, but we we still ended up with three different like kinds of episodes, archetypes, and that's like self self direction, learning, you know, self education, and then uh, family and homeschooling. And then what was the, third the other one? one was just kind of random. Oh yeah, it's whatever because we knew there was going to be a much much of miscellaneous yeah. stuff we still wanted to cover. But uh, yeah, just we we started a podcast because um, partly because it's it's so much more accessible than yeah. it was or it looked five ten years ago, um, and partly because we've we we know and have followed other people who've had um, a fulfilling experience doing it, and it was also uh, something that they were able to turn around and. Um, at least make some living, like make some passive, you know, we're not passive, but yeah. um, aside, it's like a, it was a side Five gig on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there was multiple things that drew us into it. And, uh, but it's just, you know, when you're creating content, you're a little happier with yourself than when you're, yeah. when you're not. This is true. This is true. I think that's uh, being, having something to, I don't know, show for what you do, being able to share a little bit of, what you already do with, with your life, um, with, with other people that might be interested or, or might be, might learn from, from what you do, um, is, I don't know. I, I appreciate it. So. Yeah. Is that, why you, you. is that why you started yours? More or less. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was, uh, you know, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I noticed yeah. You're, you're really consistent. That's really impressive. Yeah. We've, uh, uh, we're, we haven't nailed it yet. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been tricky. It's been tricky. Had to, uh, Pull some things here and there, but uh, I got it done. But uh, so, and if people want to find um, Raising Liberty, where where do they go? Uh, they can just go to raisingliberty.com. And then you guys are on on Facebook. Um, are you on the Twitter and the the Instagram and we all the rest on of the that Twitter stuff? And the Instagram. Um, <laughs> Not as active over there. No, uh, no one in town um, uses Twitter. This yeah, is Oklahoma Twitter is not really a Twitter state. So, yeah. <laughs> so Facebook's not our profile, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I, uh, I have a Twitter, but I, it's like you know, I'll open it up one day and I'll like tweet a bunch of random stuff, and then like won't open it again for another week, you know. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your day um, to to do this, and hopefully people go go check out what you got. Um, and I, I've appreciated what you you have out there. It's uh, it's always nice to listen to other other people that um, do the homeschool thing and kind of get their their take on uh, their experiences and try to try to implement um, some of what what is out there. So, right, it's nice to hear other people talk about their mistakes and, and, <laughs> and know that you're normal right. and not a, not a total weirdo. That that part of it too, I guess. <laughs> Thanks very much, Yeah, it's been yeah. no problem. So that was the rhymeses. Find them, like they said, over at Raising Liberty. And uh, you can get there by going to the show notes, of course, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 057. So if you are going to go to my show notes and you're going to click through to Raising Liberty and you're going to go find it in your podcatcher, you're going to subscribe to that. And you already subscribed to Homesteads and Homeschools. I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here. Go ahead and in your podcatcher, search for the Liberty Hippie Network. That is a, a network of shows, including Homesteads and Homeschools and Raising Liberty, that all kind of try to generate the same vibe, right? We all kind of look for liberty through a different sort of means, like you might find in all your typical mainstream libertarian shows. Uh, we're kind of trying to keep it, keep it out there, keep that vibe real, and uh, so yeah. Go ahead and, and find that, search for that, Liberty Hippie Network, subscribe to it, and you will get Raising Liberty, Homesteads and Homeschools, Canvas Heals Me, Peace Freaks, This Week in Liberty Pods, wonderful. And of course, if you know of a podcast out there that you think would be a good fit, well, by all means, reach out, let me know, and uh, who knows, maybe maybe it'll end up in the feed. Maybe, maybe they will come on to the Liberty Hippie Network. Anyways, folks, that's about all for today. Come back on Thursday. It's the last Thursday of the month when uh, I'm going to be giving you a little little recap of things around here. Um, I'm going to try something new. Uh, not not new. I'm going to try to bring back some old stuff in a new way. You can find out all about that on on Thursday. So go ahead and uh, 
hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Go leave a review if you haven't already, and come back on Thursday, which you haven't done already because it's not Thursday. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you all being out there, helping me out, listening, subscribing, doing all those fun things, sharing. Appreciate it. Get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap sheaves of freedom together. I'm going to ride us as dreams.